Blog Talk Radio. Sunday night. Hopefully you and yours are well. Hopefully you're not bogged down with the flu or any kind of head cold or any kind of winter blues. The holiday has passed. It's time to settle into some balanced living, healthy commitments to diet, nutrition, lifestyle. We're here to help you with that. My name is Mark Mincoli. You're listening to the Natural Health Show, of course. Heard every Sunday night at 8 o'clock on Blog Talk Radio. And they were talking to you about balancing hormones naturally for optimal health. You know, hormones are a major issue in, in, in terms of general health. People think that it's just purely a gender-based issue, and it's not at all. Hormones mediate virtually everything in the body. There's a lot of symptoms associated, of course, with gender-based hormonal imbalance, things such as irregular menstrual cramps, constipation, bloat, fatigue, irritability, mood shifts, mood swings, blood sugar irregularities concentration problems, hair loss, weight gain. So many people suffer from these these issues. And actually, the the number is really quite astounding. I checked it out. The latest information says that 80% of the American female population, 80% suffer from consistent, chronic, hormonal irregularities. Now, there's 165 million women living in America right now. 165 million, 80% of that means that 132 million of you out there have hormonal imbalance, 132 million American women. That is an astounding number, causing all kinds of problems you just pointed out a few minutes ago. So what are hormones? Hormones are glandular chemicals produced by specialized cells that have a very stimulating and regulatory effect on all cells in the body. They're catalysts. They're regulators. They induce change. They control and regulate endocrine function, vital organs, they bind to cells, cell messengers, cell receptors. They play the role of messengers of cells as well. They communicate in the context of the, the blood system in the body. They're setting up so many different actions and interactions, it's, it's remarkable. As I said a few minutes ago, hormones mediate virtually everything. Hormones are not just gender-based chemistry. Hormones regulate inflammation, anti-inflammation, blood sugar, stress, all regulated by hormones. Now, there's so many different types of hormones. We're going to talk mostly about gender-based hormones. But again, I think the key here is we got a serious problem in terms of liver metabolites. The key, the key issue to me, there's, it breaks down to four major issues. There's four reasons why hormones become imbalanced. The four key reasons are sugar, fat, inflammation, of course, and stress. So it's really important to realize that we can have so much to say about this process based on how we live, based on our choices nutritionally, our choices with regards to channeling and managing stress. To start with, we have to understand that hormones are constructed from fat. In the human body, fats are referred to as vitamin F. Vitamin F, as in Frank, vitamin F is all about fatty acids. There's six essential fatty acids we need every day of our lives. We don't produce them, that's why they're essential. In nutrition, Whenever something is referred to as essential, it's basically coding. It's code that says we don't produce it on our own. If we don't produce it on our own, we need it. It becomes essential. So vitamin F is essential. We get fats from different sources of things in, in, in the world like olive oil, nuts and seeds, different types of fats. But the key is fats are the raw materials, as I said, that manufacture and produce, regulate, manage and keep track of our hormonal system. Without fats, you can't have hormones. And we don't always eat the best fats. And the liver is the major metabolite. The liver is the primary metabolizing unit, machinery in the body that regulates our hormones. The liver is also responsible for one-third of all metabolism, fatty acids. So 
So the, the type of fatty acids that we eat, whether it be healthy or unhealthy, determine a great deal about whether our hormonal system is best as healthy and balanced or not. So hormones and the balance of our hormones has a great deal to do with our liver function. And, of course, our liver function has a great deal to do with our sugar consumption, our fat consumption, which are kind of one and the same because too much sugar in the body stores the three carbon fats. It's a process called anaerobic glycolysis. The liver takes carbohydrates and sugars, burns them for immediately usable energy. Whatever we can't use for immediately usable energy stores as a three-carbon fat. So the more sugar we eat, the more starch we eat, the more pleasure food we eat, I guess you, I guess you could call it, then what ends up happening is we end up storing a lot of fat around the liver area. The more, the more fatty your liver becomes, the more hormonally imbalanced you become. Because, again, the liver responds by taking fats and, and increasing their metabolism in the body and regulating energy through fatty consumption and helping regulate the hormone process as well. As you said, the hormones require fat for their manufacturing. So they are the raw materials. Fats are the raw materials from which hormones are manufactured. Of course, inflammation is another part of that process. The more inflammation we encounter through diet and stress, the more, the more imbalanced our hormonal system becomes. So stress plays a major role. Vitamin S produces a major role. Fatty acids, like we said, sugars, all serious, powerful players in this process, in this remarkable symphony. The symphony of chemistry requires balance in many different ways that so many people just don't get. Again, witness 132 million women suffering from consistent chronic hormonal imbalance. That's just an astounding number, 80% of the population. pretty important to mention, too, that there are so many different aspects to hormonal balancing in the body. It's quite a complicated process. But it has a great deal to do with diet, as you said a few minutes ago. Diet plays a significant role. So many women imbalance their hormones by giving in to the carbohydrate and starch addiction. So many people are addicted to starch and carbohydrates. They have high concentrations of neuropeptide Y in the brain which is kind of a hormonal system in the brain that actually increases addiction, cravings. Once you've given into the addictions and the cravings, you're going to, you're going to further develop hormonal imbalances at a, at a broad spectrum level in the body. So it does begin with having to kind of fight it off, fight off the sugar blues, fight off the carbohydrate blues. As we get older, we, we don't get any more efficient, we get less. So as we age, we, we become more insulin, more insulin sensitive more cortisol inclined. So stress affects us more profoundly as we age. Sugar grabs a hold of our addictive tendencies more as we age. Our insulin factors and our cortisol factors become more imbalanced. Of course, as we gain weight from all the carbohydrates that we can't manage and from all the sugars we have a hard time saying no to, we end up creating a lot of problems with our thyroid. Thyroid, of course, is one of the most important hormonal regulators in the body. The thyroid produces T3 and T4 hormone. 80% of the hormone produced in the thyroid is T4 hormone. And T3 hormone, of course, converts. Those are incredibly important. T4 hormone is actually energetically produced with the assistance of the, the, the energy of the heart. T3 hormone is produced with the energy of the kidneys. These are really important energetic realities that we have to respect, I, I should say, in order for our thyroid hormones to be in balance. And in order for our general hormones to be in balance, our thyroid hormones have to be in balance. That's extremely important. The thyroid is a major player in this hormonal balancing act, major player. Remember we said a few minutes ago that hormones are catalysts to control and regulate. Well, the thyroid, of course, is the great metabolizer the great regulator of metabolism. It is the ultimate hormonal regulator. So we're going to talk more about the thyroid function. We're going to talk about there's 10 primary hormones we need to keep in mind, understand a little bit better. 10 primary hormones we're going to discuss. When we come back from these messages, we need to understand how to better manage ourselves hormonally from a dietary perspective, from a stress perspective, from a lifestyle perspective, we can make a difference. You don't have to have so many people suffering from PMS, 
perimenopause, menopause, and so many different symptoms, like we said earlier. Symptoms such as irregular menstrual cramps, constipation, bloat, fatigue, irritability, mood shifts, blood sugar irregularities, concentration problems, hair loss, weight gain, on it goes. It's not pleasant, but there's so much we can do about it. We have a great deal of power to make change. We have a great deal of ability to make decisions and make a difference. So when we come back from these messages, we're going to talk to you more about balancing hormones naturally for optimal health. Stay tuned. Be right back. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781-817-3444. That's 781-817-3444. Remember, food is medicine. The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit. It has to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out, complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating. The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness. Your favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Alatest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Alatest. Hey, welcome back. Hopefully your Sunday's going smoothly and everybody's healthy and well in your world. We're talking to you tonight about how to keep well and how to get well as far as hormonal imbalance goes. Talking to you about balancing hormones naturally for optimal health. Pretty significant issue there. As I said before the break, just 10 major hormones that I think we need to discuss. Thyroid hormones, T3 and T4. Estrogen, of course. Progesterone. Prolactin. Testosterone. Serotonin. Cortisol insulin, adrenaline, and growth hormone. Those are the primary 10 hormones. Those are hormones that we can actually have a great deal to do with the say and how balanced or imbalanced they are. We do, we have power over them right now. We just don't realize it. Unfortunately, much of the power we exert over these hormonal systems is not healthy. Too much sugar, too much salt, too much stress, not enough sleep, not enough hydration. So many of us break so many rules. In fact, you know, I, I thought about this the other the other day when I thought about this topic. So many different diseases, so many different sicknesses, so many different imbalances, so many different diagnoses that are correlated with these hormonal imbalances are mistaken. They're mistakenly diagnosed. I mean, for example, things like constipation, things like fatigue, things like bloating. Of course, those things are often blamed with blamed on nutrition, which is true. More, direct, more indirectly. But when you think about things like constipation, that, that can actually be a problem that's directly correlated with hormones. When you think about bloat, ditto, same problem. It can actually be hormonal. You think about fatigue. So many people think fatigue is based on stress and lack of sleep, which, of course, it is, but not exclusively. So many people with fatigue are, unfortunately, out of the, out of the awareness loop because their fatigue comes from hormonal imbalances predominantly. I've had patients from time to time just can't seem to get a grip on things like fatigue. They try, they try, they try. They go to bed earlier. They eat, improve their diet. She takes supplements. They, they, they do all within reason to make a positive shift. Unfortunately, the problem is hormonal. We don't always know that. Irritable mood swings. In other words, irritable mood swings can also be not just a depression or an anxiety issue. 
but they can actually be directly correlated with hormonal imbalances. Blood sugar irregularity can be hormonal in their in their rooting, if you will. Concentration problems, kind of like the ADHD problems that so many adults suffer from, can be hormonal in, in their origin. Hair loss, weight gain, so many of these problems that are blamed on something else hormonal in, in, in their root. I often think about the, the book that was written by Dr. Stephen Langer. Stephen Langer wrote a terrific book called Solved the Riddle of Illness. Solved the Riddle of Illness, Dr. Stephen Langer, a great book. He was the primary director at the Broder Barnes Research Foundation in Trumbull, Connecticut, arguably the most respected thyroid research center in the world. And in his book, he talks about 64 common ailments and diseases and conditions, 64 diagnoses, 64 diseases that are that are considered the primary causes of symptoms that are not actually properly diagnosed, 64 diseases that are not properly diagnosed. In fact, according to Dr. Langer, the 64 diseases, the apparent diseases, are actually rooted in hormonal imbalances of the thyroid. So these are thyroid problems that are being mistaken as other diseases and conditions. And there's a whole variety of them, 64 of them of this. It's pretty incredible. So hormones are often at the root of so many different issues. As we said, they're glandular chemicals produced by specialized cells that have a stimulating effect on virtually every cell in the body. They're catalysts. They control and regulate virtually every function in the body, the endocrine, vital organs. They, they bind to cells. They, they exact the communication process with cell receptors. Hormones are extremely important chemistries in the body. And they're grossly misunderstood. They're, they're much underappreciated. And I think medically they're under, underappreciated. I think most of the medical world is kind of clueless about it. Because I can't believe they don't make the connection between diet, nutrition, stress, and hormonal imbalances. They just they just have a prescription script ready to go at, at, at all times. It's terrible. So things like PMS, perimenopause, menopause, and as I said earlier, irregular menses, some of these other symptoms that we talked about, are often directly rooted to the problem of hormonal imbalance, directly. Let's talk about the 10 primary hormones just for a minute or two here. The first set of hormones that we want to talk about are thyroid hormones. The thyroid, of course, controls metabolism, which is important for so many of you out there because so many people struggle to lose weight. That's a, that's a, chron, that's a chronic age-old problem that so many people are frustrated hormonally with. Arguably the biggest hormonal problem of all. Arguably. that the thyroid doesn't, doesn't seem to be functioning. And the frustration effect is so profound. So many patients that I've seen over the years, so many, go to their physician, their family doctor, they're blood tested for thyroid, and they're told that they're perfectly fine. But in effect, they're subclinically very imbalanced, subclinically meaning beyond the blood test. In other words, the medical world just looks at the numbers. If the numbers look good, then they tell you you're fine, they send you home. Now, that's so frustrating to so many people who are subclinically ill with thyroid imbalance. So many are subclinically ill, meaning that beyond the blood test. And in fact, the aforementioned Broder Barnes Research Foundation, Dr. Stephen Langer, always make the point. A really good physician, it's incumbent upon any good physician to run their patient through a detailed questionnaire, to listen to your patient, pay attention to their symptoms, their frustration. Listen to what they have to say about their situation. Tune into them, not out of them. Because they may be able to clue the practitioner into the fact the thyroid is still not working properly, even though the medication is being given, even though the numbers are fine. My experience is like 85 to 90% of the people on thyroid hormones, like T4 hormone or T3 hormone, aren't getting any better. Their physician tells them the numbers are fine. That's, that's all they do. They go by the numbers. That's just the pathetic it's incumbent upon any practitioner to check T3, T4, TSH, FTI, antithyroid antibody, and basal temperature rate. Ironically of which, 
the physicians at the Brother Barnes Foundation, the researchers, say the most important thyroid test of all, more than blood work, more than blood work, is the basal temperature test. Keep a thermometer by the bedstand. Put that thermometer under your left arm when you first wake up in the morning. Your temperature should be between 97.8 and 98.2. If you're under 97.8, I don't care what your physician told you, you have low thyroid, period. That's a basal temperature test. 97.8 to 98.2. Leave it under there for 10 minutes and keep checking it from time to time. If you need to increase your T3 hormone because your thyroid isn't properly functioning, your temperatures are low, try 50 milligrams of zinc. Just try zinc gluconate or zinc chelate. 50 milligrams. If your T4 seems low, be suspicious of your T4 not being elevated enough either. You can get some selenomethionine, S-E-L-E-N-O, seleno, I'll spell that again, S-E-L-E-N-O, selenomethionine, M-E-T-H-I-O-N-I-N-E, selenomethionine. It's a form of selenium, but some methionine. So selenomethionine at 200 micrograms, 200 mcg. So once again, 50 milligrams of zinc gluconate or zinc chelate, 200 micrograms of selenomethionine to strengthen your body's ability to make more efficient your body's ability to produce its own T3 and T4 hormone in the thyroid. This is especially true of somebody who's just not able to lose weight. They're eating really well. They're frustrated as all get out. They've been to their physician. They're told that their numbers are fine, so everything's perfectly hunky-dory, when in fact they know darn well it's not. You're not able to lose weight. Your energy is pathetic. You're feeling depressed. At times you're anxious. You're kind of out of control and frustrated to boot because you're being told that your thyroid's fine. And you can't assume that your thyroid's fine purely based on numbers again. So run the basal temperatures. I say you want to do that three times in a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, first thing in the morning, 10 minutes under the left arm, record the temperature. Use the old-fashioned thermometer. 97.8 to 98.2. So that's the story on thyroid hormones among the arguably the most important because thyroid controls metabolism, energy, weight loss, skin and hair, body temperature. Pretty important for so many people are frustrated. Keep an eye on it. Also, estrogen is another one we told you we talked about briefly. Estrogen, progesterone. Estrogen, first of all. Estrogen is much more than most people are aware of. It's released by the ovaries. It's basically in in charge of libido, reproduction, menstruation. It's in charge of menstrual regularity. It regulates the uterus. It prevents breast cancer. It lowers breast cancer risk significantly. It helps regulate depression, mood shifts. Regulates hair and skin, as we said a few minutes ago as well. It's actually associated with memory as well. A lot of recent tests indicate that when the estrogen is imbalanced and memory memory problems become more prevalent. Now, a couple a couple thoughts here. Because it's regulated by the temporal lobe, the temporal cortex in the brain and the limbic system, Estrogen is very much an an emotional hormone, if you will. Again, it's regulated by the temporal cortex and the limbic system. The limbic system is the midbrain. It's a primitive brain. It's a very emotional brain. If your estrogen levels are too high or too low, you're going to feel that at the emotional levels. And you're going to feel like you're losing your mind, and you're not. You have hormonal imbalances that you've got to get under control. Later in the show, we're going to teach you how to do that. That's not unusual at all. Keep in mind, estrogen is super important for protection of heart disease and cancer. Again, it protects us from breast cancer, lowers breast cancer risk significantly, and it protects us against heart disease. Powerful studies indicate that. Compelling studies. But there's two kinds of estrogen. I continue to hear people panic about soy whenever I mention soy. 
Uh, soy is the primary allergen. There's no question. There's eight primary allergens. Soy is one of those primary allergens. There's no denying that. You can make the argument that soy is not a great food, especially if it's not organic because it's genetically modified. Like 97% of the soy that's not organic is genetically modified. You can make those arguments, sure. Right on. But if your soy is organic, don't worry about it. Safe to take. There's been extensive research done at Vanderbilt University. Dr. Xu, S-H-U, a Chinese researcher, she's done some brilliant work at Vanderbilt. She's actually done a lot of work looking at breast cancer survivors. And in her study of 11,000 subjects over an extended period of years, she found a 27% risk, lowered risk, lessened risk, a diminished risk in, in recurrence of breast cancer. So those women who are breast cancer survivors who ate the most soy had the lowest risk for recurrence. That's Vanderbilt University, Dr. Shu, S-H-U. You can look it up. So it's important to make a distinction between the two kinds of estrogen. There's the 1.6 alpha-hydroxyesterone. There's a 2.0 alpha-hydroxyesterone. They're very different creatures, trust me. They simply lump it all together as reckless, crazy. Part of the fear tactics, part of the reason that so many people become so afraid of estrogen because of its increased risk for heart disease and cancer. Again, estrogen is supposed to protect us from heart disease and cancer, and it does when it's the right kind of estrogen. The wrong kind of estrogen increases the risk. We've got to understand the differentiation here. There's all the problem with estrogen and, and heart disease risk and cancer risk came about in the 70s and 80s. When, when there was a lot of women, they were undergoing a lot of hormone replacement therapy, animal-based, animal-based hormonal therapy, estrogens from animals like pig's urine, horse's urine. Those are 1.6 alpha-hydroxyesterone types of estrogen. 1.6 alpha-hydroxyesterone is toxic. It's from pigs. It's from horses. It doesn't belong in a human body. The, world, the, the American Medical Association decided in the 80s it was perfectly viable to use those. The pharmaceutical world constructed those, produced those. The medical world wrote them up for scripts. And so many women became, unfortunately, assaulted by heart disease and cancer because of these 1.6 alpha-hydroxyesterones. Bad estrogen. Animal-based, no good. The botanical rendition, the botanical types of estrogen are called 2.0 alpha-hydroxyesterones. 2.0 alpha-hydroxyesterones. Those are safe estrogens. Botanical plant-based, they're from mustard greens, yams, etc., etc. They're totally safe. The same thing is true with soy. Soy is a botanical estrogen. So, you, again, you can make the argument that soy is not your cup of tea, for a lot of reasons, but don't tell me it's because of estrogen. Don't let anybody feed you that baloney. That's bad medicine. Not solid, sound nutrition. So again, the key here is we want good estrogens. We're going to talk about how to do that in a little while. I've got quite a few recommendations I'm going to make toward the end of the show. But it's important to make sure that these hormones are in balance. We're getting our, our fair share of Super important hormones. Number four, I've got prolactin. Prolactin is released by the pituitary, predominantly after childbirth, to initiate lactation and fertility. So any women out there who basically just gave birth, you're, you need to produce appropriate, appropriate levels of prolactin, hopefully. Again, when women, women are told that they don't have enough milk for the child, for breastfeeding, because they're prolactin deficient. So we're going to talk about how to increase those, how to, how to bolster up and balance your prolactin levels. Very important. Number five, testosterone. Testosterone is a male sex hormone, of course, stored in virtually every human body. Strengthens bone and muscle mass. 
and hair as well. So people don't realize that men have hormonal problems as well. We're not going to talk too much about men tonight. We're going to talk mostly about females because that's predominantly where these problems lie. Since said earlier, there's 132 million women, 132 million women with hormonal imbalances. That's principally what we're talking about tonight. We come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about hormones, how to balance them, and keep your life healthy and well. We're going to take a short break. My name is Mark Minkoli. You're listening to the one and only Natural Health Show here on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. Hopefully you join us every Sunday. Spread the word. Stay tuned. Be right back. Your favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Alatest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Alatest. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choices. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781-817-3444. That's 781-817-3444. Remember, food is medicine. The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit so as to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out. Complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating, The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. Hopefully your night's going smoothly. It's going by quickly for us. I hope it's going by enjoyably for you. We're talking to you tonight about balancing hormones naturally for optimal health. As we were just talking about just before the break, there's a number of different steroid hormones that we produce in the body. Now, the word steroid often makes people get nervous. There's steroids that are synthetic. There's steroids that are animal-based. There's steroids that are human-based. We produce steroids. That's one really important factor. Cortisol is the primary steroid hormone produced by the adrenal glands during periods of acute and chronic stress. If we didn't have cortisol, our bodies would just not be able to manage stress in any way, shape, or form. Stress is quite a common reality, unfortunately, in our lives. As I said before, 92% of all medical visits, there are 2 billion medical visits a year. 92% of them are directly related to stress. Now, there's anthropological studies that I've seen that say that the human stress chemistry, our stress chemistry, was designed to be produced 15% of our lifetime. Now, I don't know anybody that's stressed out 15% of their lifetime. I'm sure you don't either. So the production and the distribution of these steroid hormones is being laid to waste. We're, we're, we're just burning through these hormones I mean, that's why we're so often deficient and, and so confused and so out of balance with them. Our bodies are just plain confused. I, I like to say that we have two different systems. We have an efficiency system and an emergency system. Just think about that as sympathetic or parasympathetic. Our nervous system is either relaxed, inefficient, or it's stress-based and it's fight or flight. There's no efficiency there. It's just get out of a fiery building as quick as you can. That's all it is. That's all about cortisol. Cortisol supports our self-protective fight-or-flight mobilization. It gets us geared up. You've read stories about how grandmothers lift cars off their grandchildren in emergency states or how soldiers can actually take a bullet and run around saving their comrades, not even knowing that they've been hit until after the, the battle ends. That's because we're producing a lot of cortisol and a lot of adrenaline. 
So these two steroids, cortisol and adrenaline, are all about our ability to manage during periods of stress. The problem is, as I said a minute ago, we're either operating our body efficiently or on an emergency basis. If you feel stressed, if you feel anxious, if you feel tense, if you feel like your heart rate's up and your worry factor is increased, you know that you're dealing with stress. And if you're dealing with stress, you're living in an inefficient mode. You can't expect to have good memory. You can't expect to have burned calories. You can't expect to be trim and fit. You can't expect to be energized. You're going to be fatigued. You're going to be gaining weight, especially around the midsection. Cortisol, of course, is classic for that. All the weights around the belt buckle. But again, this is not for efficiency. This is for emergency. So you actually have to make a decision as to whether you want to try to control your nervous system. I, I believe it's important to engage consciousness, to work on yourself, to talk to yourself, to try as best you can to lower your reactiveness to stress. To accept it better than you're accustomed to. To try to problem solve logically, rationally. And where you can't, you need to let go. But you can't just expect the impossible. You can't burn yourself out. Because that's creating a lot of hormonal imbalances at virtually every level in the body. Keep something in mind. All hormones interact and talk to each other. As we said, they're, they're basically messenger cells in one capacity. So if you're stressed out, living in an inefficiency zone of stress, living in an emergency zone of, of hormonal emergency zone, your hormones are talking, your stress hormones are talking to other hormones in your body, your weight loss hormones, your concentration hormones. You're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're just going to give up efficiency all the way down the line. They're talking to each other. You're going you're gonna to lose efficiency virtually in every aspect of your body. It's going to get a lot worse than what we talked about a minute ago. It's, the symptoms are going to go far beyond things like irregular menstrual cramps, fatigue, irritability, mood shifts, blood sugar irregularities, concentration problems, hair loss, weight gain. It's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. You could make the argument that regulating your stress hormones is the single most important initializing factor in managing your hormones naturally to begin with. Because the first hormonal chemistries in the body, the first, the leading hormonal chemistries in the body are not your gender-based hormones, not your, not your estrogens, your progesterones, your prolactins. They're your stress hormones, they're your adrenaline, your cortisol. They are the leading hormones. If you don't get control of them, you're not going to get control of any. I see people stressed out and they're wondering why they can't lose weight. You're not going to lose weight until you get over the stress. you got to manage it. So long-term stress causes problems with blood sugar, blood pressure, fat storage, giving rise to a condition that's referred to as metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome results in a very high waist-to-hip ratio with an extremely excessive accumulation of abdominal fat, like we talked about a minute on the belt buckle. Besides increasing the risk for heart disease, diabetes, stroke, arthritis, fibromyalgia, lupus, asthma, allergies, metabolic syndrome increases cravings for salt, sugar, and starches and high-starch carbs, like we talked about a little while ago, junk food all of which continue to feed the problem. So it becomes a cyclical problem. We've got to break through the, through the threshold. We've got to break through the, the metabolic syndrome threshold that we've got set up for ourselves. That is, that is what is classically setting off all of our hormonal imbalances. Like I'll say it again, if your stress hormones are not balanced, none of your hormones are balanced. That's where, that, that's where it all starts. That's where it all begins. That's where it all ends. 
So cortisol, adrenaline are, are huge players here. And they're pretty much tied into the next one, which is insulin. Insulin, of course, we just talked about it, with metabolic syndrome. Controls carbs, sugar, glucose issues. But keep something in mind. Insulin is an inflammatory icosanoid. Icosanoid is a big word for hormones that are inflammatory. So insulin is an inflammatory icosanoid hormone. Whenever you eat sugar or starch, it has to be transported through the blood to energize the muscles. Carbohydrates are fuel. There's there's efficient fuel and there's inefficient fuel. There's good fuel, there's bad fuel. Donuts aren't good fuel. Bagels aren't good fuel. High starch carbohydrates are bad fuel. So when you're producing a lot of bad fuel, you, you you have to trigger a lot of insulin to transport that bad fuel. The higher your insulin levels, the more inflammatory your chemistry gets. So bad sugar produces bad inflammatory fuel, which produces bad inflammatory fuel transportation process, which is what insulin is. So insulin you want to regulate. If you want to regulate insulin, by all means, it's essential that you regulate your insulin. If you want to be hormonally imbalanced, if you don't want to be crazy and out of control and overweight and mood shifty and losing your hair and blah, 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 you got to make sure that you control and regulate your appetite for starches, sugars, and carbohydrates that are high, highly processed because they're going, to, they're going to demand insulin to transport. And if you produce a lot of insulin, you're going to, you're going to build up your inflammation, period. And this end. Next, we've got serotonin. Serotonin is a pretty simple one. Serotonin is all about, it's a feel-good mood booster. Serotonin is a feel-good mood booster. Serotonin is important for, well, if it's low, let's put it that way. We can suffer from depression, anxiety, weight gain, migraine headaches, uh, Carbohydrate addiction, like we talked about a little while ago. So serotonin is a very important feel-good mood booster. Number 10, the final hormone that I wanted to talk about is growth hormone, also referred to as somatotropin. Somatotropin are growth hormones produced in the pituitary. It's comprised of 190 different amino acids, 190 different amino acids. Growth hormone is pretty remarkable stuff. Regulates growth, development, metabolism, weight loss, fitness, sugar efficiency, mood regulation, et cetera, et cetera. Growth hormone is pretty important stuff. But again, there's 12 things we have to do to keep these hormones in balance, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Twelve things we have to do to keep them balanced. They can be balanced. We're not getting it done. And you know that 132 million women suffer from hormonal imbalances chronically. The culture is failing. We're not getting the right kind of information, guidance, education, inspiration. We're not getting any of that. We're getting sold all the time. We'll be selling us crap. They'd rather sell to us than help us. And so many people in the, in the professional world are just turning it a blind eye and a deaf ear to it all. They don't take the time to, to, to find a way to, to get themselves inspired, inspired enough on their own to help us, to, to, to teach us, to inspire us, to spread the inspiration. And believe me, we need the, we need the assistance more than ever. 80% of our female population suffers from hormonal imbalances. And as I said a little while ago, men suffer from hormonal imbalances as well. Don't think they don't. They're different, but they, they're suffering from equal numbers. And again, it's because of the way the culture lives. It's because of the way the culture eats. It's because of the way the culture stresses. It's because of the performance level. As I said a few minutes ago, Anthropological studies tell us that we're designed to be stressed out and produce a stress chemistry to react to stress 15% of our lifetime. 
it's going to take us another thousand years to adapt. Until then, there's going to be a lot of hell to be paid. Because there's a tremendous amount of wear and tear at a hormonal level. And again, we're talking about some powerful agents that, that, as I said earlier, regulate, stimulate the entire endocrine system, vital glands and organs. So we need to think in terms of changing our diets, changing our approaches to life, stress, spirituality, finding a way to get deeper in our lives, to get deeper within ourselves, finding a way to cultivate true peace when we need it. And we need it a lot. We're not getting it a lot. And, you know, I have people come in this, come in my office all the time, and I, I think to myself, when I talk about these things, half of them tunes right into it. Half of them is so tuned into it, so needy for it, so aware of it, so desirous of it. But then they look back at me like a confused child and say, how do I do it? And that's, that's just a crazy, that's, that's, that's a crazy reality. The fact that we have educated, successful people, well-educated, successful people in this culture who are more than capable of succeeding at their work and succeeding at their, their growth in so many different ways. But when it comes time to getting deep down inside themselves and solving their addiction problems, their compulsion problems, their stress problems, they're lost. They haven't got a clue what to do, and that's just a travesty. That's that's a that's a horrible statement on this culture. So we need to find it, find our own way, because you're not going to get any help, unfortunately. But there are ways. I think the, the discipline eating program is one of them. We're going to talk about the twelve different things. In fact, let's start talking about that real quickly right now. The 12 ways to balance your hormones. <clears throat> Three servings of protein a day. Most people are used to having a little bit of protein at lunch, a little protein at dinner. That's all right, but I think at least half the week there should be three proteins. Egg white omelets at breakfast, chicken, turkey, fish, or beans at lunch and dinner with your low-starch vegetables. But two to three servings of protein consistently, that's going to be extremely important. Those protein helps repair replenish, regulate, and support the hormonal system. Number two, regular exercise. It doesn't take much. Go out and take a walk three or four times a week or find a treadmill nearby that you can actually get on. Avoid a sugar and carbohydrate excess in your life. So many people just are driven by sugar. I had a person come in on Friday, come in the office on Friday sugar every single day, every day, wine, two glasses, two, one to two glasses of wine and desserts every single day, metabolic syndrome right there, you're not going to get out of that whirlpool, that's going to get worse before it gets better, so avoid sugar and carb excesses, number four, manage your stress, as I said a minute ago, whether it's meditation, relaxation, prayer, Exercise, whether it's changing your mind. And I'm finishing a seventh book right now, 130 pages into the second book, 120 pages into the second book. Seventh book, what am I saying? Second book, seventh book, entitled Super Conscious Healing. And again, I'm trying to reach those people out there. I'm trying to give them concepts, trying to inspire them and teach them. They can elevate their consciousness. Just by, just by working at it mentally, thinking different thoughts, reprogramming and reformatting your thought process, inspiring yourself, growing, evolving, changing for the better, becoming more spiritually grounded, I guess I'd say. Manage your stress. Number five. 
increase your healthy fat. Like I said earlier, hormones are constructed from fat. Bad fats make bad hormones. That creates a lot of problems. Good fats create good hormones. Increase healthy fat. So that's five of our 12. We're going to come back from this break. We're going to talk about the other seven. We're going to give you some supplements, actually, that make a big difference, healing your hormonal imbalances. This is Mark Mincola. You're listening to the one and only Natural Health Show on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking to you about balancing hormones naturally for optimal health. We're going to wrap it up in a minute, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. The Whole Health Diet Book is much more than just an ordinary one-size-fits-all calorie-counting weight loss book. It's a life-changing book about personal transformation. The Whole Health Diet is a book designed to balance your body, mind, and spirit so as to maximize your calorie-burning efficiency from the inside out. Complete with recipes and insights about the why of overeating, The Whole Health Diet is a truly complete transformational book about weight loss through life change. The Whole Health Diet is available at Amazon.com. Purchase your book today. Balance your wellness through wholeness. Your favorite foods could be causing those irritating, unexplained symptoms that you've been experiencing. Bloating, restless sleep, rashes, aches, pains, migraines are all part of undiagnosed sensitivities. Alatest Medical Laboratory is your solution to identifying food sensitivities and allergies. We know that changing your diet can change your life. Talk to your doctor about ordering a test and visit foodallergy.com for more information. The first step, Alatest. Do you suffer from digestive bloating or indigestion? Do you have chronic migraine headaches or joint and muscle aches? You might have a chronic inflammatory condition due to improper food choice. If you've answered yes to either or both of these questions, you might benefit from a one-hour consultation with yours truly. Food initiates inflammation in the body, which can be reversed through diet. If you'd like to turn around your symptoms and beat inflammation, we can customize an anti-inflammatory diet that's just for you. Reverse your inflammatory symptoms naturally. Call to set up an appointment today at 781-817-3444. That's 781-817-3444. Remember, food is medicine. Hi-ho, you're looking good out there. It's been wonderful to be with you tonight. We've been talking to you about balancing hormones naturally for optimal health. Hopefully you pick up a couple important tidbits along the way. That's that's what our primary concern is. That's what our goal is. We've been talking about the 12 ways to balance your hormones just before the break. Let's finish those up. Avoid over and under consumption of food. So we want to regulate your quantities. Don't overeat, don't undereat. Try to eat within balance. You know, keep it keep it fundamentally sound and not going back for seconds, not making sure you're starving yourself. Eat within some kind of harmonious balance. Eat within reason. Number seven, drink green tea. Why did I say drink green tea? Because it's got polyphenols called catechins. Catechins are great hormonal regulators. They have a great influence over estrogen, progesterone, they actually have an ability to detox bad estrogen out of the body and to help us actually absorb healthy estrogen. Number eight, eat fatty fish at least once a week, predominantly salmon, halibut, something like that. Um, Fatty fish has, of course, alpha-linolenic acid. Those are your omega-3s. And everybody knows fats are so important. Healthy fats are so important for elevating and balancing our hormonal levels naturally. Hormones that we keep saying require essential fatty acid, vitamin F. That's exactly what alpha-linolenic acid is. 7.5 hours of sleep. All the research indicates that 7 hours and 20 minutes of REM sleep is required for us to, to recover from stress. Stress is a hormonal issue. It's, again, it's sympathetic, and we are pushed into an emergency zone that's not efficient. As you said, it's going to drastically alter your hormonal balance. 7.5 7. 
five hours of sleep is the way to go. Number 10, reduce alcohol, juice, and soft drink. So sweet drinks. And alcohol is a sweet drink. Don't get, don't make any mistake about it. Alcohol is sugar. So you want to reduce your alcohol, juice, soft drink. Number 11, take in 30 grams of soluble fiber a day. Get your vegetables and your fruits. The most, I keep saying it, whether we're talking about inflammation or this or that or the other thing, it always comes back to the same sound nutritional advice. Lean protein, low-starch vegetables, two to three times a day. That's what we're saying here. Get your soluble fiber from your, your veggies and fruits. Number 12, the final of the 12. Lower your inflammation. Lower your inflammatory food. Egg yolks, dairy products, red meat, dairy, peanuts. Lower your inflammatory food. Super important. We've only got about four more minutes, so i got to make sure I get, get you tuned into the supplement I'm going to recommend. Let's cover the supplements next. I'm recommending my favorite supplements, things that I've had great success with, good experiences with. First of all, Life Extension is a company that makes something called natural estrogen. Natural estrogen, great product. Life Extension. Life Extension, natural estrogen, great product. Obviously, that's for balancing out your estrogen. There's something called DIM, diindolyl methane, DIM, DIM. That supports, that's an indole 3 carbonyl, the kind of chemistry you'd find in Brussels sprouts and cabbage and cruciferous vegetables loaded with DIM. Indole 3 carbonyl supports the liver metabolite. Keep the liver functioning more healthfully at manufacturing, regulating, distributing hormones. That's all the liver's responsibility, largely the liver's responsibility. And the DIM helps that. That's 100 milligrams of DIM just once a day. I don't think you need more than one. I always talk about vitamin F, arguably the most important anti-inflammatory vitamin F fatty acid to help us with our hormones is the evening primrose oil, EPO, evening primrose oil, 1,000 milligrams. Evening primrose oil, 1,000 milligrams. You know, so many so many women have hot flashes, night sweats, throwing the covers on and off all night, so back and forth from being chilled to hot. <coughs> There's a wonderful homeopathic medicine for that. Works like a miracle drug. So few natural medicines are really, truly miraculous. They're they're generally pretty effective, but just few, there's a handful that are truly miraculous. Absolutely, magnificently. None more so than homeopathic sepia for hot flashes. Homeopathic. S-E-P-I-A, like the color, S-E-P-I-A, sepia, sepia. You want to get the potency that's 30C, sepia 30C. Dissolve three pellets under the tongue three times a day. Homeopathic sepia will take care of your hot flashes within four days. Take it for three weeks. Complete the cycle. Take it for a good three weeks or so, 21 days. Homeopathic sepia is a remarkable natural medicine. Works like a charm. So that's life extension, natural estrogen, taken as directed. Life extension, natural estrogen, taken as directed. DIN, DIM, 100 milligrams once a day. Evening primrose oil, 1,000 milligrams. Homeopathic sepia, S-E-P-I-A, 30C. Three pellets under the tongue three times a day. That's about all she wrote. I have to take a sip of water. It's been wonderful to be with you this evening.
Hopefully you are, are better off in listening to this program. That's what I'm here for. Until next Sunday at night at 8 o'clock, this is Mark Minkola reminding y'all, please be wise, be aware, be well. Make it a healthy week. Good night.